2: How do you know if you're ready to retire? On today's show, we've got seven questions to ask yourself to see if you're truly ready to ride off into the sunset.
3: Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari.
4: Hey, welcome in everybody. This is Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sadel. Kevin, as many of you know, he is a fiduciary. He's an author of a great little book called Every Dime Every Day, and president of Frisbee and Associates. Hey, Kevin, what's going on? Hey, Steve, how are you doing this weekend? Ah, very well, thank you. I like this segment just because you know um, <laughs> to to sort of quiz ourselves on am I really ready to retire? And I and I do think these are questions that need to be answered, don't you? I I totally do, and and I love this segment as well. I was just up in
2: and I still. Do some home appointments. I was just up in Warren, Maine, uh, sitting with a couple. There was a referral from one of our one of our Medicare uh, reps here in the office, and they literally are coming up to this point and asking the questions, are, and basically ask me, "Am are we ready to retire?" And so we went through some of these points with them and, uh, and laid out a plan and they still needed another year and a half or two years to be able to get them to, to basically get them to Medicare age to, to, to take care of that healthcare mm-hmm. uh, elephant in the room, so to speak. But, but yeah, we went through this list of questions with them and it was kind of uh, their feedback enlightening and they felt really much
4: better when I left because they had a, a game plan. Sure. Well, one of the things though, you know, we talk about, are you ready to retire? And not all the questions are about money. And I think this one, (laughs) this first one is, so how much do I have left in the tank? In other words, how many more years, weeks, months, days do I have in me to keep going to work? It's a good question to ask. It's a great question. And to the point, this couple I sat with in Warren, she's a nurse. She's been a nurse
2: for 42 years. Wow. And, and She's got not her words, nothing left in the tank. She oh, is bet. absolutely done. And and now the unfortunate thing she's still gonna stretch that out a little bit longer. But but think about that. What's going on in the healthcare world? We've had we've had more nurses um in the last year since COVID, obviously. We had a lot of nurses before, but since COVID, if they were close to retirement, they they just want out and and medicine's changed. So yeah, the question is, whatever you're doing for work, how much do you have left in your tank? The energy-wise, do you do you mentally wanna go back? Do you mentally Look forward to going to work or you just hate going to work. And that's going to determine, I think, the ease of saying you want, you can get done or, or, or you want to get done.
4: Well, the folks in the medical profession, like you said, nurses in particular. My my sister was a nurse for well, about 35 years. She retired about five years ago. And she says, boy, am I glad I did. <laughs> oh, based, yeah. No, based no, that's on today, it, I, you know.
2: I can tell you story after story and it it it, it was bad enough before covid uh, and and now covid has just changed the game and school teachers too. Oh, yeah. I mean I I've had a lot of teachers come in and 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 again if they were close within a couple of years of retirement they just want to put a plan in place to get out because it's unfortunate because they they went into school teaching because they wanted to help kids out and they wanted to help their community and those do do those great things but now it's not fun anymore. And so when when you take the fun out of a profession what's the point? What's the purpose, right? And yeah. so now they're looking for something different to do and get out of that profession. It's too bad because we're, we're losing good teachers. We're losing good nurses. We're losing good PAs, um, you know, just because the work workplace has changed. So again, everybody's different,
4: right? How much do you have left in your tank is the question. <laughs> that is the question. And then again, not a money related question, but what are you going to do once you do retire? I think, is, is that a conversation that you have? Do you kind of push people into a plan that here you need to be doing something? Oh boy. And I don't push people into a plan, but he, I, I let people f-
2: feel their way through that. And here's here's a conversation I have with, with people. And again, this is from years and years and probably thousands of conversations of feedback that I get. It takes nine to 12 months after somebody retires to figure out two things, figure out a schedule, kind of fit into a schedule, because now it, it's changed, what your lifestyle has changed. And also- Figure out the money, the budget and, and spending habits and those type of things. But on the schedule part, some people never get it and never, never fall into a routine and they get antsy, and all of a sudden, it might be six, seven, eight months after retirement, they're looking for something to do, meaning work. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I might have a review with somebody come around and, and they and I say, Hey, it's been a year how's it been going? And invariably I hear them say, well, I went back to work and maybe not to the full extent of what they were doing, but, and I chuckled just like I just did, because I kind of could see that because you weren't prepped
4: mentally for what to do with all your time. And I know I'm reading about it, but I don't know how, how much it happens in reality. You probably have a better view than I do then. So if companies are allowing people to sort of phase into retirement, is that, are you seeing that? And, and do you think that's a good idea?
2: I think it's a great idea, and I I welcome that. And I actually have clients I tell them go have conversations with your company to see if they'll do that mm-hmm. with you and for you. Because number one, they're in, they're probably an asset to the company if they've been there a long time. They've got uh, the experience, and and so number two, if they phase out, that means they're going to be around to help the new up and comer employees that are gonna take their positions. Um, they can be there as a resource. There's a lot of benefit to the company and the employee to phase out of uh, whatever the work that, you know, they might be doing. Of course.
4: 800-998-5649. That's how you can get started, folks. And uh, so another question, we're talking about questions you need to ask yourself and certainly answer before you retire. Um, and this one, obviously the biggie, do I have enough money? Can I make it happen?
2: Yeah, it's third on the list. And, and as I said, you know, we talk about some of these other things. It's an important one. Obviously, you might have enough money and you've still got you know fuel in your tank, so to speak, and you still want to go after it and, and do whatever you want to do as far as work. But but here's the, the next, the big question is, if you don't have enough money to retire, and let's say you don't have enough or don't have any more fuel in your tank to go, go do what you were doing for profession, now you're stuck, right? And that's right. why it's so important. I tell people the sooner, the better to start putting a plan in place to not put yourself in a position where... You, you don't want to go uh, go out to work and, and do what you're doing anymore. If you don't have enough money, you're stuck there. So how do we figure out if you have enough money to retire? That's the question, right? Yeah. Again, the, this, the conversation I have with everybody, it's four blocks on the, on a page. I use a whiteboard in the office. If you draw four columns, first column is budget need. Second column is fixed incomes. Third column is fixed incomes after somebody dies. And fourth column, is assuming they have a spouse or partner, and then fourth column is money. And then with 6% per year annual withdrawals, does that fit the budget gap? That's the question. And that's how you figure it out.
4: Sure. And again, but it's it's so important to sit down with somebody who who, who has the vision, if you will, that you do and, and, and the team at Frisbee and Associates to help get us there. I think that's what's so important about working with an advisor like you, you know, fiduciary, independent, all of those things. But I think that becomes key to this whole big picture. It is, in, it is in, and I can dissect uh,
2: what people have going on and, and simplify the explanation of this. And again, using that, that four-column diagram, and then basically it's a plug and play because now if you use that four-column diagram and now you put in your data, your numbers, what's your Social Security's numbers at full retirement? What's your budget need? What's the amount of money you have saved up? And, and it, it tells you right away if it fits or it doesn't. And then it also tells you How much additional money, if you need additional money, saved up in a retirement account, then you can, Steve, you can break it simply now down by time. If you still need $200,000 above and beyond what you have now, just using that number, and you get five years in front of you, well, that means how do we save $200,000 additional dollars, maybe save in or grow into $200,000 additional dollars over the next five years? Now we can lay out a plan specific to exactly do that.
4: Right. I mean, again, those that's just that that just makes good sense. Um, we got to talk about health care because that is a huge part of any retirement and income plan, and and uh, it, there's a lot of moving parts there.
2: Healthcare's the elephant in the room, as I said. It's yes. one thing that will keep people working longer than they want to in most cases. It's not necessarily not having enough money. it's the fact that they need health insurance. And you can't get on Medicare until you get to be sixty five unless you're disabled. Um if you're on Social security disability and you're disabled, and you're not yet 65, you got to wait two years to get on Medicare. That's the rule there. But assuming you you are doing the, the, the straight up, going to get to 65, get on Medicare type plan, and you're 60 years old, let's say, and you want to retire, well, what do you do for healthcare? We've got a healthcare specialist we can sit you down with, but guess what? It's not going to be a cheap price tag um, for healthcare costs. Most people say, "Well, I can do Cobra from my job if I leave." Well, Cobra is good for only 18 months, and it's it's very expensive. It's, it's actually more expensive, I think, in most cases, than going to the private market and buying something. Some people say, "Well, I'm going to go do the uh, the Obamacare and do the subsidized." Well, that's that's a plan if your income fits in the parameters that the the limitations have for the subsidies on those. Um, so it, it's it's a complicated thing. It's something that, it, that thing has to be dealt with though. It has to be talked about and has to be brought up. And, uh, you know, I had a couple in here doing a review, younger couple, both 55, 56-ish saying, Kev, we want to get done in the next year or so. I said, or two years, they said, well, I said, well, here's what you got to do. They got a fair amount of money saved up, seven, 800,000. I'm sorry, 1, 1. 1.6, 1. 1.7 million in, in monies in this case. I said, you got to take a couple hundred thousand dollars out of your mind Basically, and look at your portfolio and say, I'm going to set $200,000 over here to help pay for healthcare costs until I get to be 65. I said, if you mentally can do that, you can buy your time from 56 to, to 65 before you can get on Medicare. Wow. That's that, And that's how you have to look at that. If you can't mentally block out those couple hundred thousand dollars in Medicare and healthcare premiums, because in this case, that, that's about what it comes up to, $18,000 a year. For the next 10 years, this couple has to go buy their healthcare. That's 180,000 bucks. Yeah. If you've got enough funds to be able to do that and you can set it aside, fine. If you don't and you can't, you need, you need to do something different.
4: There aren't really many people that can do that, are there? There aren't, no. This couple's <laughs> done a great job, though. And, right. and of again, they're it focused sounds like on they have, trying to yeah. get out. They, they
2: totally have. And again, leaning on me to kind of direct some of this, uh, some of this, uh, uh, you know, direct them the ship, so to speak. But again, if I think they're going to get done in the next couple of years, and I think that they're going to look at that and say, I just, I'm going to take and, sa- and sacrifice that money for healthcare premiums because I want to buy my time back. That's, that's how they have, what, what's the value of your time is the next question. And that's, that's how you have to weigh that out, Steve. Okay.
4: All right. I like the insight 800-998-5649. In fact, why don't we invite folks to give us a call, Kevin?
2: Sounds great, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full blown financial plan. This review is a $499 value. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that is a $499 value that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation.
4: Hey folks, this is really a great opportunity today to to be able to to sit down and have the conversations. I mean, the the questions you know you have to ask yourself before you get to retirement. I mean, we covered a bunch of them. It's a chance for you to get that true practical financial review. Starts with a phone call, 800 998 5649 You'll get a comprehensive financial review where you will find where you are today. But more importantly, you'll end up with the roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. According to a 2020 survey from the Northwestern Mutual, some
2: 71% say their financial planning skills could use some improvement. No kidding. When we come back, some ideas to help get your retirement finances on track.
4: Welcome to Retirement Today. Our guest today has no idea what he's going to do. Welcome, sir. So you don't have much of a plan, do you?
3: Well, I wouldn't say that. When my Social Security kicks in, I was thinking maybe part-time at the big box store. Been practicing. Welcome, ma'am. Have a nice day. Excuse me. Going to need to check that receipt. Of course, your situation's not that bad, but you want to make sure your retirement is your reward for all your hard work. Call today. Kevin Frisbee. Frisbee and Associates. 800-998-5649. 800-998-5649. How's the market doing? It's fine. How's the market doing now? The same as it was five seconds ago. Stop worrying about market volatility. A good retirement plan will keep you from panicking when and if there's ever a panic, even during a correction or a mild recession. Get that solid retirement plan with lifetime income and protection from pitfalls. Get in touch with Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649, 998 5649
0: You're listening to the Financial Safari News Network. Do you have a traditional IRA? You're probably aware that it's a savings vehicle known as a tax-deferred account. This means that you don't have to pay taxes when you contribute, but only when you take funds out. To ensure that you will take money out eventually, however, the government mandates that you take required minimum distributions, or RMDs for short, beginning at age 70 and a half. What you may not be aware of, however, is the stiff penalty that you'll face if you don't. And get this, it is 50%. That is right, a 50% penalty on the amount you should have taken out. And even more, you will still owe taxes on the correct RMD. So, after years of putting money into an individual retirement account, you need to be just as disciplined when taking money out. As we often hear Coach Pete say, Don't get a fund without having a proper exit strategy, and you can avoid a bad surprise like this by getting professional advice in advance.
4: on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin is president of Frisbee and Associates with a great team of folks around him. I mean, we we hear the names all the time. Lance Gilman, he's appeared on the show many times, just like Jeff Trushan. Um, again, these are really good folks, Kevin.
2: Yeah, they're, they're as good as they get. Um, as I've said in the past, I've I've had the fortunateness of uh, cherry picking uh, a couple of great guy advisors from other uh, organizations, and uh, I I, tr- I get flown around the country to to speak and to train groups of financial advisors. So I've had many conversations, and some of the other guys we've had, Peter Hansen in uh, in uh, Saco, Maine, or Derek Hewitt. Um, uh, Noel Fadden from Plymouth, Mass. And, uh, you know, just, we, we've got a great team. And again, it's been the ability for me to be able to go say, Hey, I see, I see who you are as a person. I see, I like your, your style. You fit in with uh, how, what we believe here at Frisman Associates and how we treat clients. And, uh, you know, would would you mind, you know, do you want to join us? And, and so they welcome, they're welcome to the club.
4: And, uh, Helping a lot of people out here. Absolutely. 800 998 5649 is the way you can get started. So, in this segment, we're talking about uh, obviously getting ready for retirement. And uh, we've <laughs> uh, the, it says the a, a few painless ways to give your savings a boost in 2021. I like the painless part. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and, I mean, and, <laughs> and one way to do that, of course, is the, is the employer match. We talk about it all the time. I think in the last year, a lot of companies backed away from that, though
2: a lot of companies did back away during covid and uh you know some of them are still backed away and i'm hoping to see that change up and yeah it's painless if you if you look at it like this let's say you get a raise and you get an increase in your pay um, of 3% just to th- throw a throw number out there well it's painless especially if you go readjust your your contributions to your 401k or your 403b whatever you have at work and and maybe take half of that so you don't take the whole raise in your paycheck you put half of the raise into your 401k, that's a painless way to save additional money, right? Sure, sure, of course. And, it is. and hopefully, your company will bring the match back, so that that'll help grow that 401 account from from not just your contributions, but also the the uh, the
4: employer's contributions. And one of the other things too is is the the catch up contributions. Those are so important. And and if you can to you know give your 401k or IRA a boost because you're over fifty, man, you should just jump on it.
2: You really should. And that's why they have what they call catch-up provisions at, uh, at 50, because typically people wake up at 50 years old and think, oh my God, I have to think about my, my retirement. Because now you, you're you usually at that age at the point of you know, the kids are out of the house, and not anymore, it seems, but the kids <laughs> are out of the house. And uh, uh, now you know, you're know you focused on yourself and, and paying off your debts and getting out of debt and paying the mortgage off. And now ultimately saving for your last days, uh, the, the next 25 or 30 years after you finally get
4: done work and so you know we're talking about ways to sort of spruce up our savings as we go through the year and uh, automating your savings that just seems to me to be just a no-brainer
2: yeah here's what I look at when you say automate your savings so I've had some youngsters in here uh, recently a couple 30 year olds a couple 40 year olds and uh, so trying to figure out how to save and what I told them is, the best way to do it, if you've not done this yet, is, as far as saving money for retirement, the best way to do it is look at it, set it up like a payment, like you have a vehicle payment. It comes out of your re- reoccurring out of your account every month, right? Checking account, savings yep. account, whatever it comes from. I said, set aside a dollar amount every single month and pick a day of the month, and we can set that up with either the one, one of the custodians we use. We can set that up We're automatically going to debit that from your bank account. And so if you put it in your register as a look at it like a payment. But actually you're just paying yourself, right? You're paying yourself into something that's going to be long-term beneficial to you. It's going to kind of force you to to create that habit, so to speak.
4: Well, and again, it's a it's a great habit. And there is something very I guess empowering about being able to do that. And to just know that 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 money's coming out, but it's it's gonna come back to me in a big way.
2: It yeah, exactly right. It's just like the people go to go to uh, the 401k and take a loan right people look at it the same mm-hmm. way they all of a sudden they're paying that money back with interest but they're paying it back to themselves so they don't mind so much taking a loan from the 401k which i'm not recommending by the way right but, but 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 same kind of thing if you're having a deduction from your bank account automatically knowing that it's not going to a payment it actually is going as a payment to your retirement account to something that's going to benefit you down the road long term it it takes that bite off of that thought of 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 it being a payment it, it it's in fact Pe- what happens is people get excited about it after they do it for a while, then they usually increase and notch up the amount that they want to have with well, because they find if it if you start with a couple hundred bucks a month using that number of $500 a month, whatever that is, you find sometimes that you don't miss that because you've budgeted that in your overall monthly budget. So sometimes if you don't miss it, all of a sudden you have additional monies, you want to increase that. It it's easy to do.
4: Well, you're right. You get excited about it when you start when it when it starts accumulating, and you start to notice. You think, "Well, I'm I want to put more there. I like that. I mean, that's that feels it, it good."
2: Ju- yeah, and it's just like I write in my book the the the, the whole chapter on the 10-20-70 rule. Yes, percentages. 10 percent pay yourself first is a rule. So at the very minimum, ten percent of everything you make should go into a long term retirement slash investment savings account for you. 20% used to service your debt and 70% for lifestyle. And if you if you use that model, and, and by the way, this is not a model just, you know, from verbiage. My wife and I have done that model. We never save less than 15%. So it, it it's designed to motivate you by you actually can see something happen. You actually can see an account start to build at 10 or 15%. And now when you see something, you have a
4: visual of it, you stay more motivated and you stay on task with it. Absolutely. And, and, uh, 800-998-5649, if you want to have a conversation and we have to make sure that, you know, some of the money is going to be in the market, but we, and we have to be aggressive enough. We can't be too conservative, but we can't be, um, you know, way crazy either. I mean, how, how do we find that happy medium? Um, you know, everybody's
2: got a different risk tolerance and, and I'm going to weigh in on this obviously when, when I talk with people, but I want to, I want to ask them some questions first to get a feel of where they're coming from before I weigh in on say, saying, Hey, you know, you ought to think about putting this here and that here. So, because it's a comfort level. So Kevin might have the best advice, but if somebody's not comfortable with that advice, my advice is no good basically. Sure. Um, so we're going to come to a happy medium by having a conversation and, and the conversation goes like this you know if you come in with a couple hundred thousand dollars what risk tolerance do you have well, how much of that money if we had a market downturn could you stand to lose and by that answer then i'm going to start talking allocations investment strategy and if somebody comes in and said all right Kev, I, you know i don't want to lose more than 20,000 of that 200,000 okay that tells me you're in a moderate portfolio with us at least a tactical moderate portfolio this is how, this is what this looks like this is how this breaks down and then we'll go through the whole. We'll go through all of the portfolios. We'll do a breakdown of that, so they understand all the moving parts of everything available. But at the end of the day, they already told me that they don't want to be in more of a, more than a moderate type portfolio based on on their dollar amount of, of potential risk. And okay. that's how we gauge that. A simple way to gauge it too, Steve, is if you take the number one hundred and and minus the your, your age or the average age if you're if you're married or have a, a spouse partner, and then let's say if if you take the number one hundred and your average age is sixty years old. 60% of, of your investable assets should be in something that's got some safer strategies to it. 60%, 40% can be out here, you know, with some market risk. And again, that market risk is going to be dependent on uh, the person's comfort level.
4: Sure. Well, and again, so I mean, one of the, th- the rule of 100, we've talked about that for years, Kevin, and I saw an- another one that talked about 110. Do we need to up that or is it still, it's still good to take it from 100?
2: Yeah, rule of a hundred is the thing. It's okay. um, all right.
4: Yeah, yeah. That that that's keep it simple. Hundred.
2: Everybody knows what the hundred is minus the rage. They can figure that out pretty simply. Hundred ten is going to throw people. One off. would
4: hope. <laughs> <laughs> so as a, as a, you know, one one other note: just uh, aim to save just one percent more, and I think that's that's wise as well. Just just bump it up a little bit every year. It's it just turn the heat up a little bit every
2: single year on yourself. You know, it's almost like we just talked about that forced savings. And you want to you push yourself like goal setting, right? You want to push yourself up that little notch every single year and set a goal to do that and increase that by 1% of a year. And you're going to be you're gonna be grateful. I, I promise you this. You're going to be grateful down the road that you'd press yourself like that. And don't say, I'm going to do that next year. Don't say, I'm going to wait till I get a new job. Don't say, I'm going to wait till this or wait till that procrastination is the death of great planning. It just is. So I'm telling you right now that the key to great planning is just starting today,
4: doing something. Just make exactly, just start. That really is it. And, and you can just start by making a phone call to Kevin. In fact, let's invite folks to do just that. It's as simple as that, Steve.
2: For the next 10 people who call us right now, we're going to offer a complimentary financial review of your entire financial and retirement plan. There's no cost for this visit, It's simply a chance for you to get an education about your money so that you can make the best decisions for yourself moving forward. We found that most people don't have a true understanding of three basic things. They don't know how much money they're paying in fees and commissions. They don't know how much unnecessary risk they're taking with their nest eggs. And they don't understand the tax implications of their retirement savings. We will sit down with you and help you understand all of those issues. Many of our radio listeners who go through this process eventually become clients, but others don't. This process isn't designed to turn every listener into a client. It's just an extension of the education that we try to offer on the show. But we can't give specific advice for your unique situation on the radio, so this is an opportunity for you to get answers to some of your specific questions or maybe even answers to some questions that you didn't even know you needed to be asking. If you call right now and you're one of the next 10 callers, not only will you get a financial review and second opinion package worth $499, but when you come in, You also get a copy of this brand new hot off the press special report that Coach Pete just released for radio listeners only. It's called the Retirement Alpha. It's a nine page special report about building a solid retirement in a zero interest environment. Now, keep in mind, folks, the review alone is worth $499, but this report is invaluable and could save you hundreds or even thousands of dollars in taxes through retirement. So for the next 10 callers, we'll make some time in our calendar to visit with you and give you this complimentary financial roadmap.
4: Hey, folks, this is a great way to to get started. Just what we've been talking about. You know, we say just save 1% more, catch up contributions. All of that becomes part of the overall conversation that you'll have. And to take that complex financial world, turn it into something that really makes sense. And again, if you've got a plan already... Ask Kevin to do that financial review for you, that portfolio x-ray, and it all starts with a phone call, 800-998-5649. Ten callers right now are going to get the comprehensive financial review. You will see where you stand today, of course, but most importantly, you're going to end up with a roadmap, with that guide that's going to help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement, 800-998-5649. Again, 800 998 5649. When faced with the loss
2: of a spouse, there are many decisions that have to be made. A wrong financial decision can be costly. When we come back, mistakes to avoid when a spouse passes away.
4: This is a funny money story, and it's both a little funny and a little not-so-funny. But one thing is certain, it's a pretty good story. It's a story about making a profit, acquiring customers, and how some venture capitalists lose millions of dollars, yet they continue to acquire more cash. We get the story from content strategist and writer Ranjan Roy, and he tells the story of a friend of his that owns several independent pizza operations. One day, he started to get complaints about late deliveries just one thing. His pizza operations didn't offer delivery. He did a little sleuthing. He discovered a delivery option had somehow appeared on his Google listing. Turns out it was DoorDash. Apparently, that's one method of how DoorDash acquires new customers. Oh, but it doesn't end there. He sells his pizza $24 a piece. However, DoorDash had it listed for $16. Think about it. If somebody would pay DoorDash $16 for a pizza, yet his restaurant got the full $24. So he did the only thing that seemed logical. He ordered 10 pizzas for himself, had them delivered to a friend's house. It worked. His restaurant was paid 24 bucks a piece and the customer paid $16. Boom, eight bucks profit per pizza. The money was free. A scene was transferred from SoftBank's deep venture capital On pockets to his business bank account. So they tried it again, only this time, they only sent out pizza dough. Same thing, $75 pure profit. Surely DoorDash would figure this out. Well, they didn't. And here's where the venture capitalists come in. In this case, SoftBank. They are the money behind DoorDash, who, by the way, lost $450 million, generating $800 million in revenue last year. They say that again. They lost $450 million, generating $800 million. What's wrong with this picture? Is it any wonder then why the potential Uber Eats takeover of Grubhub has hit a brick wall? Hey, welcome back, everybody. Financial Safaris, the program. Kevin Frisbee is here. Uh, Kevin is uh, president of Frisbee and Associates and uh, so much more than that. This is a conversation, uh, you know, this segment about uh, when you lose a spouse. And I mean, I know that we don't really want to think about that, but it, it is something that needs to be addressed. And uh, I know you have this conversation all the time, Kevin, and you've said in the past, it's not your favorite, but it has to be done. Uh, oh, I sigh when I think about this because I just, you know, finished another
2: conversation. I had three clients pass in just the month of December alone, and oh my. so now we're just wrapping up some things with uh, a couple of the spouses. And I don't know, Steve. It it's one of those parts of my my profession that is it's difficult to deal with because you you develop relationships with these people. These these people are clients, but they're not just clients. They're they're people and they have families and they have kids and they have dependents that rely on me. Making the best sound financial decisions, and and making sure that we leave the the beneficiary designations correct, and that we make sure that the allocations are done correctly, and that we make sure that the distributions are, are planned properly so that they're not taxed too much. And and so I, there's a lot that goes into this, and and uh, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know what to say except it's it's difficult times, but we shine here too. Sure. we shine in these times, and, and we shine in these times because when my client comes in just a, a couple of weeks ago in the bath office and brings her son in, who's also a client, by the way, and, and he has the other son that lives out in Ohio on speakerphone so we can have a family discussion. And I'm at the the head of the table kind of going through all things and tears break out and, and kids are asking questions. You know what? I, I don't take that lightly. And and that to me is the, the probably the most rewarding thing that I can do. It's the toughest thing that I can do, but it's the most rewarding thing because as I said to this particular woman and uh, who's 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 a client and, and her sons, I said, you know, you, your dad was one of my favorite clients. Like I, you know, you can connect with some people, some people you transact with, but but a lot of people you can connect with. He was one of those guys you could really connect with and and have great conversation with. And so you look at the effect that you have uh, in my profession. And you know, I, there's people listening to the radio show saying, "Oh, fooey," um, you know, it's 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 not that way because you're managing money. That's not the case. I promise you that. If you have a transactional advisor and there's no uh, no communication or feeling about everything going on and, and when something happens, th- you, you know what? Frankly, you don't have a good advisor. And, and I'll tell you that right now. And I have these in- interactions with people that pass away all the time. And, and it's something that... Uh, you want to make sure you have the right advisor when that time happens. Sure.
4: And, and again, there are so many other things, you know, we talk about the moving parts and, and if you, if you ignore certain things like, like tax planning, tax implications, boy, that can be just a real rude awakening. And, and that's certainly not what you need at that time.
2: That's right. And so tax consequences, implications consequences could be transferring to the surviving spouse's name. Do you do transfers, uh, directly, do you do it correctly? Do you do rollovers? Do you do that rollover within sixty days? Um, if not, it's a tax consequence. Uh, setting up distribution. I mean, there's there's all kinds of things that go with this, but yeah, making sure and 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 not ignoring the tax implications of transactions and how things get shuffled around
4: exactly. And uh, this one is a biggie. and and we I know you talk about this even in the in the planning process overall, but uh, failing to plan for that lower social security and annuity income, that becomes part of a bigger plan.
2: Yep. So earlier in today's sessions, we talked about laying out. It might it might have been last week. I, I, I lose track of our conversation. But if you if if you remember, I lay out in that four column. Well, you get the budget need. You've got the fixed income, and then the fixed income ad means after death. So I make that part of that four column, so that when people are doing planning, if they if they uh, if they have a spouse or a partner, making sure that that's part of the conversation, because you don't you want to make sure if you have a pension. If you're going to pick the the correct, if you need to pick a, a beneficiary designation, or if you're going to pick the correct one, you want to make sure that the, the, with social Social security planning, if there's a higher social security number, maybe that person delays taking that so that the survivor, and it could be themselves, has a higher social security income. That, so that there's a lot that goes in with that um, and, and failing to plan for a different social security uh, amount or mm-hmm. a different annuity payment like pension could be a problem down the road for the surviving spouse.
4: Well, you know, and again, I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail, but boy, my parents really messed up when it, when it came to that whole social security and, and and pension and all of that. And my, and my dad is the one who ultimately suffered. Uh, but again, so that, it becomes so crucial. It becomes so critical to have that conversation, to have that plan in place, to make sure things are going to fall into place the way that you want them to. It, it really
2: does. And, and again, it, the, one of the keys is, in your case, let's say your, your dad passed, your mom had to take over everything, and she wasn't used to doing all that. Well, she's going to need an advisor to lean on to, right. to kind of walk her through all these things. Yeah, that, that's the, again, that, that's the advising after the fact. It's not transactional. It's not, I'm just managing money. I'm going to walk you by your hand and I'm going to walk you down till you have a comfort level that you can do this by yourself. Sure.
4: And, you or, know-
2: or at least assisted.
4: Well yeah exactly and and it's it's good to have you looking over our shoulder because holy cow things can get messed up. You know, I think a lot of people too when they, and they and they lose a spouse and and all of a sudden they're making very hasty decisions and maybe taking money from their their tax deferred accounts and and that can have long-range complications and 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 consequences.
2: Yep, so again I had a conversation with a spouse that passed and uh she she basically was saying that um she wanted to start taking some money out and give to her kids out of her retirement account and she's young she's 62 63 i said well let's talk about that and i, I i'm i'm all for if you want to put a gifting strategy in place and start gifting some of your kids some of this retirement monies, but you need to know that anything additional you take out of these retirement accounts is going to count towards your household income and now you're filing as a single filer and not not as a joint filing uh, married filing joint so your your tax implications are going to change and so you got to pay attention to those and i it, again I'm I'm not opposed to her doing some gifting to her kids, but at the end of the day, I want to make sure that she's going to have enough sustainable monies and the tax implications about taking additional monies out that she knows about those.
4: So my note here says paying taxes on retirement account withdrawals too soon. What does that mean?
2: Well, what happens is a surviving spouse can transfer tax-deferred retirement account assets into his own name, which uh, often allows you to delay requirement of distributions. And that's okay. the most common thing. So right. let's say a younger spouse is, let's say you have a male that's 71 years old and you have a female spouse that's 65 years old and the male dies, 71. Well, he was subject next year to be, a, be subject to the requirement of distribution at 72. But doing a spousal transfer goes to her name And she's not subject to the RMDs on his age. She's now defaulted to her
4: age. Sure. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And um, if you happen to be under 59 and a half and, and somebody passes, boy, you can get hit with that early withdrawal penalty.
2: Yeah, here's the other thing that that's an important piece here. If if the surviving spouse is younger than 15 and a half and needs to access some of the funds in the retirement account, uh, you can transfer the money into an inherited spousal IRA, which they have a limit on how much they can take out. But if the, if you need a large chunk, you're going to be potentially penalized of the early withdrawal penalties that the IRS imposes. So uh, looking at again, the whole plan here is how do you make sure that number one, all your money is not in a pre-tax state like this, like that this example is talking about, or this this. Uh, Uh, What you mentioned is talking about um, making sure there's some money set aside that is not going to be penalized based on the 59.5 rule. Mm -hmm. And that goes with the basics of an emergency account. You know, have you saved enough money in an emergency account to offset? something that you might need not to have to take additional monies out of a retirement account and pay those early withdrawal penalties. Sure.
4: And, and, uh, you know, again, I know this, if you're working with you, this won't happen, but if forgetting to take that uh, required minimum distribution, that can be really devastating if you, if you do forget.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. Devastating tax wise for sure. And so let's, let's say, um, you get two spouses and, uh, and one of them passes away that handles the finances. And this goes both ways. It could be the male or female, and I have it different in every household, but let's say the one that passes handle the finances. And so the, the the surviving spouse doesn't know anything about handling finances. Never mind doing minimum distributions. So you're gonna lean on us, obviously, as as your fiduciary advisor to make sure that we're setting you up on autopilot. I do that automatically. I do RMD forms with all my clients. It says basically I'm asking them, tell me that you know what month you want your funds? You want it. Lump sum. You want it on your birthday. Do you want it on your anniversary date when you started with us? Something like that. Um, so you don't have to think about it. It's going to be
4: set on autopilot. I like that. And you know, uh, Kevin, uh, one of the things, one of the conversations I had with you, I think it was maybe when when you and I were talking for on video, and and you said something, and it just stuck with me, is that you said that oftentimes when when a spouse passes, you are one of the first phone calls that's that's made, and and that that's really important. I mean that's. That that sits with well, me. Well, it, it it that tells you the power of of, uh, of what we do here. Sure. We're, you know, handling
2: people's affairs, and it's not just it's not just the managing money. And I, I've said that probably four times today. But but that's I want to put that impression out there. We do care about our people, our clients, are our clients because they trust us. But our clients are part of our family, and and we have client appreciation banks. We love having people. My wife and I have people client events at you know 10 or 15 people at a time at our house. We love to entertain we love having people around and we build relationships with these people that they appreciate that it's not a transaction it's not transactional it's it, it is we're real human beings interacting and so when delicate times come up like this, of course, I'm going to be one of the first calls. I'm hopefully not the first, but one of the first, and I have been the first in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but but at the end of the day, that's the importance of what we do, Steve. It,
4: it, it really is. It truly is, folks. And uh, take advantage of the offer today. In fact, Kevin, let's, uh, let's go ahead and invite folks to call, get on your calendar.
2: Great idea, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. This review is a $499 value.
4: Hey, folks, uh, this is really a great opportunity. And, and what we've been talking about, it's not, easy to, it's not easy to talk about losing a spouse, certainly. But, the you know, Kevin is there for you to help maybe put together that financial roadmap that takes all of those things into account. And it's, it's a complicated process, but Kevin can smooth it out, make it clear, make it easy to understand. It's a true practical financial review from stem to stern, if you will. And it's a phone call away. It's 800-998-564. Uh, the next 10 callers are going to get that comprehensive financial review, no cost, no obligation, portfolio x-ray, social security analysis. All of that is included. And then when you come when you come out, when you leave, you'll have in your hand that roadmap that we talk about. It's a guide that can really help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. When we come back, questions from you and answers from me. Stay tuned.
3: For a retirement that maximizes your portfolio, your social security, avoids unnecessary risks, and protects you from pitfalls, and frankly lets you retire and keeps the nest egg working, you need a retirement partner. You need someone looking out for your best interest and building a plan for you based on your situation. You need Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649. Kevin Frisbee at 800-998-5649.
5: E.F. Hutton was a stock brokerage firm founded in 1904 by Edward Francis Hutton and his brother Franklin Laws Hutton. By the early 1980s, the original E.F. Hutton & Company had become the principal part of what grew into a group of companies owned by E.F. Hutton Group Incorporated. Other subsidiaries of the holding company included E.F. Hutton Bank. The catchy slogan when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen became popular in the 1970s and 1980s. Things began to take a turn for the worse in 1980 when several Hutton branches began writing checks for amounts greater than the amount they had at one bank, then made a deposit in another bank for the same exact amount it wrote at the first bank. The process is known as chaining, which is a form of check kiting. Hutton carried out the scheme between 400 banks and obtained the use of an estimated $250 million a day without paying anything in interest for three years, until officials at Genesee County Bank in Batavia, New York found something amiss. They also discovered that checks Hutton was using to make the deposits were on two Pennsylvania bank accounts which didn't have enough money in them to cover the checks. On May 2, 1985, the company agreed to plead guilty to 2,000 counts of mail and wire fraud, pay a $2 million fine plus $750,000 in investigation costs, and also agreed to pay $8 million in restitution for the estimated extra income that came about from the fraud in exchange for a plea deal that no Hutton executives would be prosecuted despite the 25 senior officers who came up with the scheme. Hutton was also allowed to stay in business by the Security and Exchange Commission. Things got worse for the troubled company a week before the stock market crash in 1987 when it was discovered during an internal probe that brokers at a Hutton, Providence, Rhode Island office were laundering money for the Patriarca crime family. Hutton had lost $76 million, mainly due to large trading losses. The Hutton brand was used until 1990 when American Express changed the name to Shearson Lehman Brothers. As a result of several mergers throughout the 1990s, the remains of the original EF Hutton became part of Citigroup and later Morgan Stanley Wealth Management, a joint venture between Morgan Stanley and Citigroup. There was a revival of the EF Hutton brand in 2007 by former workers of EF Hutton, known as the EFH Group, who had purchased the brand name from Citigroup after the company was forced to sell assets due to the subprime mortgage crisis. It went public in 2013. The reincarnation of EF Hutton came to an end in 2019 when the company suspended operations with a resignation of CEO and interim CFO Christopher Daniels.
4: We're back on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin is uh, president of Frisbee and Associates and so much more. I mean, we've talked about the, your your team. We've talked about, um, you know, all of your marketing approaches. And and I know that that the seminars are kind of on hold for now, but you did something pretty special that, that folks can take advantage of if they want to.
2: Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. And, uh, yeah, we have to put the ho- seminars on hold because of COVID. But what we did, Lance and I, since he speaks at them anyway – and I do the intros and uh, kind of the wrap up we actually uh, had a, a video guy into the office here in uh, in Lewiston and, and recorded both the asset preservation workshop which is almost 2 hours of seminar material that we have put together and we also put together the retirement income planning workshop and that's about an hour and 20 minutes that we put together so that if somebody wants to watch one of our seminars even if you've uh, seen them in the past we actually have some 2021 updates oh. on some market stuff so yeah call us up we'll get the we have an email link we'll send you you don't even have to come to the office we'll send you an email link if you want to watch one of the seminars and uh, and uh, kind of get educated and without
4: having to come out to uh, to see us in person. Yeah, well, I mean, again, those seminars I know have, were so popular, and you always filled up the house, so to speak. So, what a great what a great way for folks to still take advantage of that if they haven't seen it. And I think you make a good point, even if you've seen it before, it's sometimes good to just get the reinforcement. It's
2: uh, I, I, it doesn't replace uh, meeting up with people obviously in person, but it's one of those things again necessary that we had to, had to get it done on video. Um, so that we could be out here educating people. And and people had some good responses. We've we've gotten a lot of links out there already to people. So, yeah, I mean, again, if you want to watch one of our seminars without having to come out to a, a hotel, Um, Since you can't, because we haven't got them scheduled, we'll send you the link and you can call us up today.
4: 800-998-5649. That's how you can get started, folks. And uh, all right, let's jump into a few of these questions. We've got Michael in Poland. He says, I'm retired and I have a portfolio with 40% stocks, 60% bonds using U.S. and international index funds. Due to market volatility, I'm considering investing in an index annuity with 25 to 30% of my investment funds. Is an index annuity a good idea to include in a retirement
1: portfolio?
2: That's a great question. And uh, so there's some pros and cons with annuities. And uh, so I don't want to get into all the detail of those, but an index annuity is uh, a favorable uh type of plan that you might be able to put some monies into to take some risk off the table, so to speak, with uh, with the market funds. We are fan of uh, the index annuity market. Uh, you got to be careful of uh, different annuities out there, like a variable annuity you want to stay away from. I had a woman in here uh, a couple weeks back um, doing a, uh, a consultation and she had a variable annuity. And when we got done with the fees and I shouldn't be, it was, it was disgusting, but we call the company directly We found out what each and every fee was, and she was paying 4.2% in annual fees on a $325,000 annuity. She's paying $14,000 a year in fees. She couldn't believe it, and I couldn't either, frankly. She's been ripped off, Rob, basically. So we were able to help fix that. But to answer your question, Michael, yeah, it might be a, a, a solution- uh, as part of your plan to take some risk off the table with one of those,
4: sure. the index annuity, that really, I mean it, it makes sense for for some people, but not everybody, obviously.
2: It, not everybody. And again, it's it's a tool in the toolbox we call it. It's yeah. here. We have it as as an uh, as as something we could bring to the table if somebody's looking down that road. Um, but it's just something is uh, is a talking point that we could bring to the table if somebody was interested in that.
4: All right. Uh, so, um, Michael, uh, again, it's 800-998-5649. That's the number. Uh, we join Andy. Uh, he writes us and he's uh, Andy's in Noble Borough. He says, I'm 50 years old. I make sixty five thousand dollars a year. My company doesn't offer a 401k plan, but I recently opened a Roth account with the contribution of 10 percent of my paycheck. Is this a good investment for me? How much can I expect to make in ten years when I am planning to retire?
2: Great question, Andy. I'm glad to hear you're 50 years old, trying to tuck some money aside. Uh, you know, maybe doing some catch up as well. You want to look at the rule of 72 when it comes to money, and, and it'll tell you how much how, long, how much time it takes your money to double. So if you take if you're getting a, a 10% rate of return, let's say divide that into 72, it's 7.2 years. If you're getting a 6% rate of return divided into 72, that money's going to double in 12 years. And that's how you gauge how much you should have over a period of time. Look look at the return or projected return on what your investment might be. And then as far as doing contributions to a Roth 401k versus a traditional 401k, that's going to be determined based on your your, uh, your household income and your tax brackets. Mm-hmm. It says here you're making 65000 a year. That doesn't tell me, if, it doesn't say you're married or not so if if you're not married and you're filing as a single person, uh, your your tax brackets uh, sounds to me like it's in the twenty two percent bracket. So it would m- probably make more sense to tuck maybe a little bit more money into the pre-taxed 401k to get a tax break versus the Roth 401k. but that's a detailed co- conversation I can have if you, if you decided to come in.
4: All right, Andy, give us a call 800-998-5649 for that conversation. Uh, Cameron is in Reedfield. Cameron says, I'm 66 years old at full retirement age. My wife is 61. She'll be drawing half of my Social Security retirement benefits when she is at full retirement age. I'm still employed partly so that my wife will have health insurance. Would it be better for me to begin collecting my benefits now while I'm still employed and use it to pay off my mortgage or wait until fully paying off my mortgage until I'm older and benefit from the larger amount of social security payments. Which option will leave us the larger amount during retirement? I like the question.
2: That's a great detailed question. And uh, you know obviously, Cameron, thanks for writing in, but you're you're obviously thinking around some of these ideas of when somebody passes away, how to maximize Social security and those type of things. So by by her drawing, says here, sixty one years old should be drawn half of your social security when she hits full retirement age. Yeah, you're still employed here, so um, you're covering the health insurance, and cu- carrying the health insurance in the household. That's a that's a big factor. Um, to begin collecting Social Security benefits now while you're employed doesn't make any sense because you're you have an earnings limit um, that you you can't make. Uh, let's say above nineteen thousand is, is is a little shy of nineteen thousand, but any every two dollars above the nineteen thousand. Um, although it says here you're sixty six, you so your full retirement age. Um, so squash that. I was I was going a different direction. If it may, if if you if you're going to collect Social Security to pay the mortgage, um, you're going to sacrifice down the road waiting to get the delayed credits. But then the flip side of that is, and, and the, the the chart that we can build is if you don't collect your Social Security, your wife won't be able to do the spouse benefits right now. Uh-huh. So again, we'll have to do a break uh, what we call a break even analysis and figure out what the best time is. Uh, of collecting if it makes sense to wait or not based on your situation. And uh, again, I, I, I missed the point here saying you're, you're 66 years old, you're, you're already full retirement. It might be that if you've got that, maybe maybe you do collect Social Security, have her go collect a spousal benefit and start collecting all those monies.
4: Sure. Well, again, but that's just the point of having the conversation. You kind of work it through and, and, and see which direction makes the most sense. And I like the fact that you can give folks options.
2: I was noodling that through as as I was uh, going through the questions. So yeah, and again, it was taking me in a couple different directions. But but the point here is he he's trying to pay off debt. He's uh, he's still working to carry the health insurance, which makes sense. Um, it, it might make sense for them to go collect and have her go collect the spousal benefit, which is going to be 50% of his, which could be a good number.
4: Sure. Uh, all right, we got time for one more. Let's go to Randy in Camden. He says, I've inherited 25% of five commercial properties, which brings in $1,500 a month for me. If we sell the properties, I could earn at least $500,000. By my calculations, it would take me more than 25 years to make that amount at $1,500 a month. The others want to keep the property for sentimental reasons, but I would rather have the cash. What would be the better thing to do? <laughs> yeah, no absolute <laughs> You know how often, I, <laughs>
2: you know, you know, often I, ha- I have a question posed like this? Not that somebody inherits, inherits the five commercial properties, but... Right when they uh, inherited properties with a brother, sister, sibling, friend, and all of a sudden somebody wants to keep it for sentimental reasons. And at the end of the day, take that down another generation or two and sentimental reasons will be out the window. It's not going to be part of the conversation. If you passed away, Randy, and you didn't sell that property off, your kids or your, whoever your beneficiaries are, are going to be the first to the realtor to, to get that property listed. So it sounds to me like you <laughs> yes. could benefit, right? I mean, yes. it sounds to me like you could benefit from that money and maybe go to the other people that inherited the other part, parts of that and negotiate a buyout. If they want to keep it for sentimental reasons, let them keep it for sentimental reasons, but give you your $500,000. Thank you very much.
4: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it sounds like, a, a Randy, a conversation you need to have. 800-998-5649. In fact, uh, boy, Kevin, this show went by really quickly. Let's go ahead and invite folks to call one last time today. Sounds great, Steve.
2: For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. This review is a $499 value.
4: Hey folks, this is a great opportunity. Last time today, we're going to invite you to call, get on the calendar. There's still some slots available. Uh, Sit on with Kevin. Put a financial roadmap together once and for all. Take a lot of that complex financial world and boy, things can get complicated. Eh, Kevin can help make things a lot clearer to understand. It's an excellent chance to get a true practical financial review. Make that phone call, 800-998-5649. The next 10 callers get that comprehensive financial review plus all the extras that Kevin talked about up, the social security analysis the portfolio x-ray all of that no cost no obligation and then when you leave you will have in your hand that roadmap that guide that's going to help get you to where you need to be and where you want to be when it comes to retirement 800-998-5649 again 800-998-5649 Kevin as always one of my favorite hours of the week right here it's there's just so much great information and I, and I love the stories that you tell yeah.
2: Again, we we cover a lot of territory. Uh, look forward to the calls, and keep in mind if you listen to the show, we're going to return the call, uh, the show calls from an hour of the show ending within that. So if you're receiving a call from uh, maybe a number you didn't recognize, pick up the phone. It's probably somebody here at Frisbee and Associates trying to reach out and answer your questions.
4: That sounds fantastic. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it, and we're going to be back again next week with new topics, new questions, that, and a whole lot more right here on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee.
1: Coach P Radio Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are for the usage of information discussed Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action